0: it is time for another draft profile here at locked on blue jackets uh, with the blue jackets shiny new second first round pick i thought we would talk about some of the guys that might be going a little bit later in the draft that's what's coming up today on Locked on blue jackets your locked on blue jackets your daily podcast on the columbus blue jackets part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hello and welcome to Locked on Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I am your host, Jay Foster. I'm here to bring you news, stories, uh, the good, the bad and the ugly about your favourite team and mine, the Columbus Blue jacket uh before we get started i want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day locks on blue jacket is free and available on all podcast platforms we are over on youtube super close to another milestone over there so if you haven't hit subscribe please feel free to do so it helps me out it helps you out you get notified when new episodes go live everybody wins Today's episode is another draft profile. Uh, Now that the trade deadline has kind of the dust has settled, uh, the Blue Jackets are going to have two first round picks in this draft unless they trade one of them away, which seems unlikely at this uh, stage in time. But you never know. But we're going to proceed as if the Blue Jackets have two first round picks. Uh, They have their own and they have LA's, which is probably going to be somewhere in that like 18 to 24 range, I want to say. Um, so I thought we would look at one of the uh, depth picks. Uh, this is a guy that I really like a lot. And uh, so we've got Sam McGilligan here. He's going to tell us all about Gavin Brindley, who's playing for the University of Michigan. The Blue Jackets uh, have had some success with the University of Michigan players in the past. so I thought let's take a look at another one and maybe he will be wearing Union blue come the draft. So uh, that is what is coming up on today, and I will just get straight into my conversation with Sam because he is much smarter than I am. So the Blue Jackets have had a pretty good amount of success with players that from the University of Michigan, I think that's pretty safe to say, and so I thought, hey, let's talk about another one. Um, I really like this prospect, I'm super excited, and I am almost certainly setting myself up for disappointment when he gets drafted <laughs> by like, the Dallas Stars or something, but uh, I've got Sam McGilligan. Here And uh, we're going to talk all about Gavin Brindley, who is one of the, for my money, one of the more exciting players in this draft. I think undeniably, I love Gavin Brindley.
1: I could talk about Gavin Brindley for days. This is one of the most fun players I have ever watched. And one of them, just one of the most likable players I've ever followed. There is something so remarkable about the little hedgehog. That is Gavin Brindley. He is officially 5'9". That's what I think his height comes in as. Five nine is On I paper, have. he's five
0: nine. So I assume he's probably like five seven and a half on a good day. But yeah, maybe <laughs> in skates, I, you know.
1: <laughs> I I will be I'll be devastated if the combine reveals something else. Oh, sorry, long day at work. Um. <laughs> so. Gavin Brindley is probably the best example in a while. Well, actually, Zach Benson is the best example in a while. But Gavin Brindley is the second best example in a while about how being small when applied the right way makes you super projectable to the NHL. This is that, like... Logan Stankovan style of play or they're you're small and in their drafter you see them like kind of getting into a lot of physical encounters when they're driving into the slot and you're like he's tiny it's not going to work but there's so he's so skilled and he's so shifty on his edges and he protects the puck surprisingly well and he's also just strong he kind of like gets around and Stankovan can just kind of like absorb pressure and just like kind of fly through gaps and turn off people and let, nobody can really get their momentum on him to like hurt him. Brindley doesn't play like Stankoven, but he has that same style of pressure management. It's just, he does entirely different things with it. Brindley is super aggressive on a four check, but not in like the, oh, he's mindlessly agri- aggressive. Like he's unbelievably calculated. He kind of like, he'll skate in super fast. He closes gaps really quickly. So he doesn't mind being as tiny little bit patient to let a guy think he has more space and then take it away from him. Being small, playing this style mean he had to get super good with his stick. So stick lifts, stick steals, like just like little loose puck tips to kind of get it and then control it as soon as it pops out. These type of plays, they're all second nature. His skating, one of the best in the draft from anybody. Like, he's just, like, he's an unbelievable skater. He's super quick. He gets a lot of speed right away. Even though he's not, like, explosive, it doesn't really matter because he's laterally explosive. So, he may not, like, get, like, pure, like, oh, wow, from a, he's gone in a straight line. But he kind of just goes on, like, an arc super quickly off one step. And you're like, oh. And he uses that to kind of, like, give him that extra bit of space that he lacks from his size when escaping pressure and he's just okay with uh, bigger players kind of coming in. Cause he's small, he's strong, he's sturdy. He knows how to protect the puck. He knows how to like get people's momentum off of him, And he just takes off then out of nowhere or not really out of nowhere. Then out of development, Gavin Brindley started being like, all right, I'm just going to slowly become one of the bet drafts, best offensive players throughout the draft year he started off and you saw the skating and the escapes from pressure, the way he connected passes and how effective he was on the four check and the loose pucks he was picking up and defensive effort and all these other things. And it's Michigan who's developing them. It was just like, they don't miss Michigan doesn't miss with developing players. So when Gavin Brindley is Michigan Wolverine, you're just like, okay, this dude's going to be getting developed properly. And he's going to be taught how to play pro hockey in a modern system. That's what I'm talking about. then you just kind of keep watching him and he would just slowly be like, Oh, he can make that type of pass too. Oh, wow. Look at that. He's crossing. He's making cross lane passes and motion and transition. And like, Oh, look at that. He faked it. Now he's going around the day. He's like adding all these new little things. Then you slowly realize come like December, he's not adding them. It's always been there. He's just learning how they all play off of each other. And he's toying around with the recipe more and more as the season goes on. Then world juniors came and, and, he made the team, which blew everybody's mind who knows anything about World Junior draft year players not going because of some reason that makes no sense. Like, I kind of thought he deserved to be on the team. I never thought he'd make it. He's tiny. He's a draft year guy. They never make it. That's just like, it, they almost never do. You don't, you don't even really consider them. I didn't even write him on the list for my team because I thought it'd be dumb, even though I was like, Gavin Brindley could probably make this team. And then lo and behold, he's on the team. Lo and behold, he plays in the fourth line. He's not like Cole Caulfield when Caulfield played on the fourth. He was terrible, not because he was bad, but because he played him in a stupid role. He just like kind of flew around. He was being a little buzzard all over the ice. He was causing chaos. He was making problems. Coach loved him, moves him up. Brindley starts playing with better players, immediately connects with them offensively. Okay, wait, our top six is kind of, we need something. You're moving up. Was does Brinley do? He just jumps into the top six without missing a beat and suddenly is like, all right, well, you guys need another offensive, dude, so I'll just do that now. And then here he is leading rushes, rush offense, just like flying into the zone, drawing in def- defense, slowing down his pace, faking a shot, dragging the goalie one way, and then slipping a no-look pass through to a trailer on the other side of the ice. It's just like, holy, like where did this all come from? And then he took that momentum back to Michigan, and he has been on fire. This is Gavin Brindley's last ten games: one point zero zero three points one four one one two two. NCAA.
0: Bonkers. Yeah, Just he plays with banana Ag- stats.
1: Like, it's not a coincidence that the Fantilli data that keeps getting mentioned the production since leaving the World Juniors, that's like the insane, like, two point per game or something crazy. He and Brindley got connected around the same time. It's not a coincidence. They feed off of each other because they're two unbelievably gifted players playing together, and that's kind of what they do. Some of Fantilli's points are all Brindley where it's like Brindley is the one who's grabbing the puck out of a scrum and spinning off a dude behind the net and coming around. He's faking a pass to the point and slipping it through another defender to Van Tilly, who's back door just goes, nope.
0: In a minute, we've got more of my conversation with Sam about Gavin Brindley. But first, I've got to tell you about FanDuel. Uh, it is America's number one sports book. The midway point of the NBA season has just passed. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. Because new customers are going to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That means if you open an account, you make your first bet, it doesn't win. FanDuel will give you that money back if it is less than $1,000, which is pretty great, I think. So uh, all you have to do, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, it's super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers, threes drained. Uh, Plus, FanDuel, even lets you combine your bets at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So if you want to make some... Bet on let's say the Blue Jackets winning tonight against the Pittsburgh Penguins and Patrick Lainey scoring a goal you can combine those bets and get an even bigger payout than you would making two separate bets so don't miss a chance to get your no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more Make every moment more with FanDuel the official sports betting partner of the NBA and vice versa,
1: of course, Fintilli, you know, mauls 16 people and the coaching staff all at once while dragging the puck through all of their legs and nobody can do anything about it. And then Brindley's just sitting there and then he goes, bloop, and it works beautifully both ways. But like, that's the best part about duos like this. They don't form because one dude is so much better than the other. Then it's not a duo. Then it's a dude getting carried. This is a duo through and through. This is might be the drafts. This is the draft's best duo. They're awesome. You're drafting Fantilli, hopefully Columbus's. I was going to say
0: there is a world in which the blue like, up world. Adam Fantilli. If with you
1: take hit, Adam Fantilli and, then... and you pass on Gavin Brindley, I will yell. I will yell.
0: I will, I will I, shout. I, it. You will yell <laughs> you louder, will but I will also him.
1: yell in the background and pain for all Columbus fans everywhere, and for Fantilli and Brindley themselves, because I'm sure they would love that.
0: Right, like, how often do you get to draft players that have built-in chemistry unless you're, like, drafting the Sedine twins, you know? Obviously, it's not that level, but yeah, if you have a second pick and Brindley's available at that level, like, why wouldn't you pick a guy that you know plays well with potentially your future number one center?
1: Yes, completely agreed. I have, like, reached the whole point of, like, Gavin Brindley's a top 10 pick. Like, it's possible it might not stay that way. Nothing to do with him everything to do with the fact that this draft is dumb and there's like 14 dudes who are probably worth top 10 picks right now. So like four guys have to lose out and Brinley just being five, nine might have a case against them. There's another small guy in that territory, Jaden Perron, who is like arguably better in a lot of ways or close they're close enough. And as a player where you can kind of go either or I still prefer Brinley. I probably will type towards by the year's end. Like Brinley is just insane. He does it against NCAA guys. Like that's, that's the craziest part. It's like, it's the small guy who's making it work. Who's using the NCAA guys best strength against him against them to score a bunch of points and just make plays all over the ice. It's like, damn. Wow. If his skating yeah. wasn't so magnificent, I'd be a little more concerned, but he, the kid just dances out there. He's sensational. I absolutely adore Gavin Brindley. I hope whatever team drafts him understands the type of player he is and doesn't do something stupid with his development.
0: I mean, that's the that's the dream, isn't it? Uh, he is... In the like the consolidated rankings on elite prospects, they have him anywhere from nine to 43. So that sounds
1: big, that sounds like big, that, yeah. that's about right. you know? <laughs> that sounds about right.
0: There's Which, a that feels extremely draft. 2020 first round draft to me, but yeah, it, could, uh, it feels like he's going to be one of those picks. Like, I mean, we talked about Lane Hudson before going on the mat before uh, recording, it feels like he's probably going to drop in the draft and then turn into an absolute monster and have people being like, how did he fall this far?
1: Yeah, it, th- those types of players are becoming more and more predictable every year. I don't know if that's me experience or if it's just me watching my favorite guys after doing this for a couple of years, <laughs> like really dialed in and seeing them slip through the draft and be
0: like, how? It's, it's, and then short, they turn out it's short guys that... that- play in the ncaa
1: small guys <laughs> especially small europeans that's the mm-hmm. easiest one to, you just yeah. know they're going. <laughs> noah oslin going 16 is something i my brain still doesn't comprehend happened go buffalo for that choice to go sabers yeah he's
0: gonna be another one i think that in the in the future we're gonna be like how did he fall all the way to 16 um we talked a little bit about the the built-in chemistry with uh fantilli and brindley is Brindley a guy that fits into the Blue Jackets? Yes. We, we talked a little bit last episode about how they draft these guys that are just skill, 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 and then develop everywhere else. the The, the idea of a like a maybe a Kent Johnson, Fantilli, Brindley, University of Michigan super line feels like. Oh my God. I would like to see it. You know.
1: Yeah. Oh wow! I was thinking Brindley was Sillinger myself, but like
0: i mean i also would not You're be
1: bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my lord that is awesome johnson fantelli brindley would be legitimately one of the most ridiculous lines maybe not in terms of like peak impact but although i was gonna say i don't one. know that it
0: would be the most defensively responsible I line don't... that's ever existed Fantilli in the
1: fantelli is... is going to be a very good defensive center Yeah. gavin brindley is going to be a very effective like two-way guy Ken Johnson is surprisingly effective. Ken Johnson has been surprisingly effective
0: defensively this season. I've, I've, yeah, been I've seen some plays pleasantly I've seen surprised.
1: Clips where I'm like, holy, sh- holy shoot, this is the wow, Ken Johnson's doing that defensively. And it's like legitimately good reads, and he knows what to do the second he's done with it. So, like, you can see a real two way game is like developing within Ken Johnson, which is why my interest of him is then like, okay, I was definitely a little too low on him. At that draft, if he's like kind of stepped up on all these different ways with the feet and the, the two-way engagement, Kent Johnson's gonna be a freak of nature. You put him with Gavin Brindley and Adam Pintilli, holy yeah! Just watch sh- them go. Sh- like that seems
0: oh, that seems like you. my idea of a good Adam, time.
1: Frankly, Gavin Brindley is like the type of player who fits in anybody's lineup. Yeah. Like he actually, some teams, you know, most offenses are built around two of the three. You can either be a rush, not either, but Rush 4-check, rush cycle, cycle 4-check. You know, like how do you want to? How do you want to play the game? Rush cycle seems to be the more commonly used one in the regular season, and then penalties start getting thrown out the windows. So then everybody's forechecking. Anyways, Brinley is the type of guy who will complement any style. Brinley would play with Tortorella. Brinley should play with Tortorella. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say he would because Tortorella's Tortorella
0: Tortorella has his guys that,
1: and he would bench the small dude who would like, Gavin Brindley plays like a soldier. Like I hate that phrase because I don't like using that whole hockey, like the whole hockey soldier system parallel that people have referenced before. But Gavin Brindley is like the epitome of one that won't go out there and like break his bones for no reason like he's a smart player it's all built around managing pressure he'll throw his weight around when it's suitable but not otherwise and if it's not otherwise it's fine because he has the tools and the means to make up for it with crafty stick work he can be out muscle but his second effort like that he'll get this is something about Brindley that is super projectable in the NHL. I think it's just the way like a guy will outmuscle him, but they won't push him down and he keeps his balance really well. So when he's kind of coming out of these situations, he will move laterally and just kind of like route himself right back when someone thinks that they, he shouldn't be there. And there he is with the stick kind of coming in some dudes blind spot and I just go Bloop, and takes the buck. And it's like, Huh, or even if he doesn't take the puck, he just like annoys him. He lifts his stick a little, or he just like bats at the puck. And the dude's like, Who's Makes trying look, to take off? It, yeah. yeah, now he's he had the space to take off, but Brindley annoyed him. And now when he looks up, the lane is closed and there's pressure everywhere. And it Gavin Brindley's that dude, he just delays your plans because he's always pissing you off because he somehow is just showing up in places. And you're like, Where is the little player coming from? Like, how is he getting there? big play these type of dudes i've heard big players talk about how like these super small guys who play like this they legitimately don't notice them as quick as others like they'll see them but they're not like you turn around and there's a guy and he's like right here i hate mirrored camera he's like right there you're like that's a dude But if he's, like, down here, you're like, i that's a guy, I think. But, like, I only see this much of him. And it's, oh, wow.
0: You kind of see him out of the corner of your eye. Yeah, you see him out of the corner of your eye.
1: process it, but not fully. And most importantly, you don't get all the information. Like, you turn around and see a guy. Hockey players can, like, immediately, like, they see posture. They don't even have to think about what it means. They know what that play is trying to indicate. And are now thinking about three different solutions to that problem.
0: In a minute, I've got more of my conversation with Sam as we finish up talking about Gavin Brindley. First, I've got to tell you about Athletic Greens. Uh, I've been taking Athletic Greens for over a year now. Um, I heard a lot of hype about it. I wanted to see what the hype was about. And uh, it's become such a big part of my morning routine. I wake up. I make tea. I uh, make myself a bottle of AG1. Super easy to use. Super easy to make. Just a scoop. Of AG1 in a cup of water. I've got this little protein shaker bottle. Put it in that. Give it a good shake. Drink it. And uh, I have more energy. I feel better. I get sick less often. I'm being able to focus more. And uh, AG1 is responsible for all of those things. So right now it's time to reclaim your health um, your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It is just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That is it. There's no need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. To make it even easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com. NHLnetwork. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership of your health, pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Brindley's hips are too
1: low. <laughs> well, really that's the big thing. Big. I feel like there's a
0: trend of smaller players. It they is. It's a physics have a thing. lower center of gravity and it's so it makes them really thing. hard to push away and they can really kind of get the, the upper hand on this kind of thing, which is, as a fellow, I wouldn't say I'm short, necessarily, but I'm definitely small for hockey player standards, and as a fellow short hockey player, uh, it makes me extremely happy when I see the little guys come out on top.
1: Yep. I am a tall, lumbering fool that is <laughs> six four, and I have had a friend who is like 5'10", who has just routinely had zero issue my our entire lives just taking me down at will because there's, his, my center of gravity is just—he just wins Hi, that battle, and I can't do anything about it. Because he's this short, stocky, strong little idiot. So, like, even though physics say I should be stronger, and who knows, maybe like you could go lift, uh, do something, and maybe that's the case. But it doesn't matter because I can't generate more power than he does in those situations. These guys have knives on their shoes, and they're on ice. <laughs> It matters so much. It really makes a difference. Like, Gavin Brindley <clears throat> is small, but he's feisty. He's tenacious. He's going to get really strong. You can already see it's, like, in his game. Like, this is the player Gavin Brindley is going to be. He's just going to be a strong, durable, just fast player in and out type of player. And then when he's in open space, he's going to be a lot more He's going to be like your, you know, your small guy in open space is going to be awesome. But like, there's so many other details that complement it that make him. It's so easy to see teams looking at Brindley and going like, I will play that small kid because he works his ass off every shift. They might play him for the wrong reason, but he's good enough that he'll just like make, he'll play within their stupid what if he played for torts, maybe he only gets fourth line minutes, but he can play that those fourth line minutes the way he torts needs to
0: see it. And he, he would go all like, out. It and feels he like he's so one of those players dumb. that all he has to do is get his foot in the door. I think you know? so. He, he and gets I think two and they're like, the oh, okay, this is what this kid could do. It's very much like um that felt like the impact that Nick Blankenberg had when he signed with the Blue Jackets Um, undrafted kid, like maybe five, eight, but stocky and isn't afraid to throw big hits. Like he is routinely knocking six, four guys just on their butts. And he maybe had to play two, three games before the entire organization and the fan base were like, Oh, okay. This kid, this kid plays like he's six, six. And that's kind of what. Yeah. Kind of is ability, amazing like,
1: for like... that. And like, Brindley is definitely the type of player, like, I don't think he would struggle breaking the Columbus lineup. Like, Jaden Perron is another small player who I think will play in the NHL for a lot of different reasons, but they're not as eye-popping to a coach. A coach sees Brindley drive, like, a big dude pressuring towards him, and Brindley just not hesitating or not showing fear. Not like Even escaping pressure smartly will sometimes give off a red flag to some coaches because they will be like, why are you scared of pressure? Some might make, it's not unheard of that some might make leaps of information based off that like kind of bias where they're just like, you know, to play in the NHL as a small dude, you can't be afraid of pressure. Pressure is going to come at you. And it's just like, okay, well my whole game is built around managing pressure. It's like, I need to see you take it on. And then the, then the kid's screwed. Like it's not unheard of. Brindley will be able to circumvent that. I don't know if Jaden Perron will. Pretty sure Jaden Perron's going to be my, like, he goes to the wrong team. He'll be my best example of my favorite player ever who should have been a star who got 20 NHL games because someone wanted him to be something he's not. Terrifies me, but
0: not Brindley. (laughs) He'll be great. Ridley's going to be great. I'm excited for for Gavin Ridley no matter where he goes. He is going to go somewhere. To a, he's going to go to a team I hate, and I'm going to be mad about it. But um, likelihood is he goes back to Michigan next year, I assume. He's what? a Michigan
1: player for like two, three years, probably. Yeah. You don't want to rush
0: him. No, what does he need to work on to be the most effective and it blending,
1: blending his offense, he has all the tools, like they're already there. Like, that's the thing with, but like, they're already there. You can get slightly faster, you can get stronger for sure. The strength is like an actual thing. But, like, that's also coming for sure. Like, when it comes to the physical development side of things, like, you know it's Michigan, so you don't really have to stress about that. They'll get him a little quicker. more Just a little bit more strength gives him that extra little bit of burst on that straight line speed. It also gives him that little bit extra distance covered on those arcs that he uses on the redirects and just to kind of escape pressure and set up the space he wants to move into. The biggest thing is just working out how to become – the guy offensively just i can make a dangerous pass out of almost any situation i can turn that into this without losing what makes him so good as a player that just kind of like gels a line together like brinley is the rare type of guy where i can look at him and i can totally see a certain development path where he just becomes a star like just a full star where it's like he can chain all the plays together that you need around the ice and I don't mean this in like, a, oh, he's in open space and he kind of follows up a guy well, and then like he makes a nice pass when he's open. It's like, no, not like that. Like Gavin Brindley, he can follow and support anybody, get the puck, and then pretty much has the tools to do whatever he wants with it. And he's only shown more and more willingness to figure out what the confine, like what the true restraints of these tools are. He's The stuff he's able to get away with they, isn't always overly flashy, but it's super effective. Like when you can get slot passes regularly, when you can bait defenders out and then just like hook pass it right around their ankles or use their momentum against them and just kind of like slip by and carry it into the slot and then drag the pressure in. Pass through it, or recognize when your teammate is doing that, and know immediately how to position for. Let's say you know they're going for the shot; you want the rebound. How or how you position to be the outlet pass if they want to go across ice, ice, and you score it back to like he has every one of these aspects, just putting it all together more and more, being more deceptive. He already is really deceptive. So that's poor wording using the, that deception more and more to just manipulate guys at will. Right now he's like the number two in the duo still like it's a duo and he's deserves so much commemoration, but like it is also pretty obvious that Brindley's points wouldn't be as high if it wasn't fan Tilly, but like I could also see a situation in two years where let's say it's the 25 draft. I don't know where James Haggins is going to school. But now it's Michigan for this example. And Gavin Brindley is there. And Brindley and Haggins are now tearing the NCAA up. And it's Brindley as the guy. And it's Haggins kind of playing off of him. I could totally see that happening. Where James Haggins is like, he's contending for first, second, third, or fourth in the twenty-five draft we're getting really ahead of ourselves, but it's, he looks, yeah, like, I don't, <laughs> you're like, who's James? I don't want to think about how old these guys <laughs> <children> are. Now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but just as a quick example, just to no, no, I get that it. that's who he is. Like, that's the type of player I could see Bridley being in a few years. And then that's the type of guy who kind of challenges for the, I'm going to say Heisman. And that's not right.
0: Are you thinking with the Hobie Baker?
1: I'm thinking of the Hobie Baker. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Heisman is definitely the football trophy. Okay, cool. Um, I don't know what's... much, but I do know what the Hobie Baker is. <laughs> okay, yeah, the Hobie Baker. Thank you. <laughs> yes. One so of us... I would not be one of us in hockey. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> um I lost what my point was because I'm a dumb fool. Oh, I remember now. Sorry. Uh yeah, Brinley can totally challenge for a Hobie Baker in a few years. I, it's just, there's so many good aspects of his game. Some people would be a little more hesitant, but I often, I, I've talked to some of the more credible outlets that have had him lower and I've asked about it. And basically, it was a bit ago. So I'm hoping that their tunes have changed, A and B. Um, the general theme was that they just were a bit concerned about his offensive output and like, not necessarily just the pure volume of points, but what he was doing. Like, a lot of it, what was so in- enticing about Brindley before the World Juniors was seeing all the little fragmentations slowly get added, and you're like, man, what could you be? And then it was just like, ah, it doesn't matter. You came back from the World Juniors, and you're just like, this is what I can be. And then he's just like showing everybody now now there's no doubt that he has this offensive game, so now there's really no reason to be low on him. there is a chance like Gavin Brindley's doing so well. I think he might break the NHL mold of small players and might actually get looked at pretty high I say before he goes thirty seventh
0: right <laughs> like
1: <laughs> I don't I know. know I am
0: I am just really hoping that the draft lottery falls in in our favor here because everything you're saying, I'm like, okay, yeah, this kid is primed and ready to be a if, blue jacket. If
1: Columbus passes on the actual reunition or reuniting act of Fantilli.
0: Yeah, we'll be starting the Fire and campaign immediately. I'm starting a fire in Columbus. <laughs> Just burning <part laughs> the city.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> oh boy, that one would be really tough. I mean, there's probably somebody who would listen to this and be like, no, 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 no. It's not that big a deal. Brindley is this and this and this. And then the NHL, Fantilli would be much more responsible and Brindley would be riding on his coattails. And they wouldn't be wrong, but it's just like, people can really underestimate what the value of a good number two player is. Like a guy whose game is the number
0: two. Right. Zach will be the yeah. characters. You I feel like we talked about this last year with Ken Johnson and being it's, a main character.
1: Yeah, and it's working with Kent Johnson as well. So there's there's a lesson to be had about taking players who are like that and like reducing it. But there's also just value in identifying who those guys are right away. Like who the beast of the line is, and then who's gonna be the guy who just like fills in all of the details. Because in terms of like making a line as optimal as possible, it's just as important. You can't like that. Just it works. That's just kind of how it is. Like I use this example in my rankings right up Zach Benson, who I will sub Gavin Brindley in for this example. And we're going to pretend Gavin Brindley is now a left wing who shoots left. Um, Boston loses Marshawn and they need a left wing and then sub. Bergeron and Pasternak are thrown in a time machine for three years. And then suddenly they need to reunite and make that line. That is basically the highest advanced analytic line you'll ever see. Like they're just like dominating everything. The eye test, when you watch them, you're like, Oh, well that's the, yeah, of course all the analytics are amazing. Good. Dominating everything. They have no stop, no chill, no nothing. Benson and Brindley are the type of guys you throw on the end of that left wing because It's how they play within the whole unit. We will watch their individual game just, like, skyrocket as a result. They may not be as effective on a lot of other lines, but they will be unbelievable. They will be as good as anybody in the league. Like, they're the type of guys to get, like, 96% J Fresh cards and stuff like that. (laughs) And, and everyone's that, like
0: how and then you look at the stats and you're like oh okay yeah this makes yeah
1: and then it's like the the guy with 84 points who's only like a 73% everyone's like how and it's like <laughs> well because they don't play the details like the way these guys do and they drive their points through the details like i some of these players just straight up become primary guys i looked at Matty beniers and was like in 5 years of you practicing being a secondary dude you will be driving an nhl line like a star by just connecting all the plays then he was like watch me as a rookie i'll do it now and he's <laughs> i don't like, care about and your he, plan and he's incredible he's quite literally what i thought he was going to be at like 23 now just like the version that's not as powerful as i envisioned so but like the fundamentals of how he plays and like what his game became the polish to it guy is driving insane results and it all comes from just being defensively responsible playing off teammates well and knowing exactly what to do in all of those situations knowing when to trust them when it's his turn like no selfishness with it like those guys those supporting secondary guys they are kind of the primary guy because of that and i just equally as reliant and that's what Gavin Brindley will be for the Columbus Blue Jackets when that's they inevitably crazy. take him with
0: their late first round pick they get for training. I want it so that's bad, it so bad Sam. <laughs> okay, so we we really got to wrap it up here. Otherwise, we are going to talk for another four hours about Gavin Brindley, which I yeah. fully believe in our ability to do. But if people want to learn more about Gavin Brindley or you know prospects in general, uh, where can they find you and your work? You can find me on Twitter at Sam underscore McGilligan.
1: Uh, You can also find my sub stack at sammcgilligan.substack.com My work is going on McKean's hockey. There'll be some pieces coming out soon. One of them may or may not be about Adam Fantilli. (coughs) You Ah, can or deny this, but throw some Gavin Brindley in there just for benefit now. Uh, um, You can also find some of my work at Puck Preps, where I do some reporting and scouting just on 2005 board and North American players in general. So like kind of deeper beyond the NHL draft as well. And that is mostly it. I just released an absurdly very short, definitely not exceptionally long rankings posts. It will take you five minutes to read. It, it was definitely only a five minute read before you get to Bedard's name. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> frick um it's there's a picture with all the names in a list if you want to see it really quickly that there it, it's at the pin tweet just you know not the actual pin tweet because i posted the wrong list
0: no it I is it a, is a I good missed. it is a good draft pre- uh, preview i enjoyed it a lot Thank uh, you. you should check out sam's work because he is very smart about this kind of prospect thing and i appreciate him coming to Talk to me about prospects, uh, Gavin Rindley in particular, because I always feel like I have learned something new about these (laughs) players when I do one of these things. So uh, I appreciate you giving up your evening for this.
1: I appreciate it being here. Thank you for having me.
0: And that's all I've got for you today. Uh, Tomorrow we will be back. We'll be talking about tonight's game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So I'm just going to go ahead and pencil in a loss because – why not uh, the rules say that we have to play them the rules say i the rules do not say i have to be happy about it but that's what we're going to talk about in tomorrow's show uh and i've been jay foster thank you for listening uh you can find me on twitter at underscore jacob foster j-a-k-o-b f-o-r-s-t-e-r you can find the podcast at l-o underscore bluejackets if you have comments questions criticisms you can email me at locked at gmail.com and uh Thank you for listening. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day, despite the fact that it is uh, 3pm Eastern Time as I finish recording this. It's fine. Thank you for making it your second or your third listen of the day. I appreciate it. I uh, love doing this. Hopefully you guys love listening to it. And uh, it's a lot of fun. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Tune in tomorrow for my ranting about the Pittsburgh Penguins. And uh, until then, make sure you stay locked on.